Hello and welcome to Movies for Dumb Guys. I'm your dumb guy host, Joe Johnson. And as usual, joined by my fellow dumb guy, Ryan Sharp. Excellent. <laughs> and yet another dumb guy, no offense, Tim Williams. Go away, Baton. <laughs> here's, uh, here's my line. I'm not a smart man. But I know what love is. So the theme of tonight's podcast on Movies for Dumb Guys is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, Tonight is our Dumb Guys tribute to Dumb Guys. Yeah. I've been wanting to do this for a while. So let's get to, just get right into it. The number one dumb guy on my list of dumb guys. If I, could, I can't see the screen. Hold on a second. Here's there the we dumb go. guy right here. <laughs> see? Joe it's Johnson. Fitting. He's got a beautiful bash. Dad, oh, he got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, Tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's going to... Looks like he's got about an eight iron. <laughs> this crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hey, I'm <laughs> I was hoping to squeeze in nine holes before this rain starts. How many times have you quoted those lines while playing putt putt golf? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I quote that every like when it doesn't even fit. I still. <laughs> I want you to kill every golfer on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy. But if I kill all the golfers, they're gonna lock me up and throw away the key. Golfers, the Greek kid, not golfers, the little brown furry rodents. We can do that. We don't even need a reason. I think Bill Murray as Carl Speckler is the greatest dumb guy in movie history. Um, this is back in the 80s. Uh, Caddyshack came out in 1980 um, when Bill Murray can do no wrong. Just hit after hit after hit after hit in the 80s. Um, but this probably is one of, if not the most beloved character he's ever played uh, in movies. Um, Carl Speckler in Caddyshack. Ryan, agree or disagree? Um, I don't, uh, I agree. He, he's a great character and is definitely a dumb guy. <clears throat> I think I did this a little differently. I was picking movies that were based, like the whole thing was, you know, tribute to dumb movies, dumb guys. So not one particular that could character. fit too. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, I definitely, uh, I quote him all the time. Um, I have, uh, a towel on my golf bag that, you know, talks about the. I was hanging out with the llama. So I said the llama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got that going for me. <laughs> so definitely. Don't go, uh, <laughs> don't go No, no, no. Kentucky wheat grass. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, great character, great quotes, um, and he definitely added a, a, a wonderful element to that movie. Classic. Go right back. And then one more, he's right on top of the cannonball. Cannonball coming. 
<laughs> Tim, your thoughts on Carl Speckler? Uh, yeah, he would definitely be on the list. Uh, my original list had him on there, but uh, when I whittled it down to top ten because I did it the same way that Ryan did it, I, I, I uh, did more movies than characters themselves. So, um, yeah, he's definitely uh, one of the all-time classic, iconic dumb guys in movies, uh, but he did not make my list. Shit. Here it is. Oh. It's no big deal. <laughs> Man uh, in the boat overboard. All right, we can go on and on and on, but uh, we're going to move on to number two on my list. Uh, oh, just one of the, uh, I love the way this movie starts. I was born a poor black child. Navin Johnson in The Jerk, 1979, played by Steve Martin. This movie was a phenomenon when I was younger. Um, so many classic lines, so many classic moments. I, I had read something recently that Steve Martin kind of cringes when he watches this movie because he felt like he was too over the top. But um, at the time, I thought it was perfect. I, I just thought it was one of the funniest movies ever at the time. The new phone book's here! The new phone book's here! Well, I wish I could get that excited about that. Nothing? Are you kidding? Page 73, Johnson, Navin, R. I'm somebody now. Millions of people look at this book every day. This is the kind of spontaneous publicity, your name in print, that makes people. I'm in print. Things are going to start happening to me now. Have you ever done that? I can't tell you that. How many times the phone book has arrived and I've grabbed it and jumped up and down and said, the new phone books are here, the new phone books are here. Do they still make those? Uh, I think you still <laughs> occasionally see them in plastic bags on people's doorsteps, but uh, oh. they probably go immediately to the recycling center. Uh, yeah. Ryan, your thoughts on The Jerk? <sighs> I know I know him. <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. Um, you know, I never got into The Jerk. Really? Yeah, and I don't know if, like, it was one of those things that uh, by the time I got to an age where I could appreciate it, it was outdated a little bit, and you know how there's those movies out there that you definitely have to see it at the time, oh, and sure. then, you know, if once you love it, you always love it, and maybe that was the case with this one, I don't know, not my favorite, and uh, although I don't argue the fact that, you know, I told somebody today that, I go, I bet you the jerk's going to be on Joe's list. Oh, yeah. Um. So not surprising at all. And uh, he deserves. I'm picking out a thermos for you, and maybe a barometer too. And what else can I buy? So on me you'll realize a rear end thermometer too. Tim, help uh, me out here. Nope, I agree with Brian. I, I was only seven uh. years old when this movie came out, so I, uh. I think I saw it. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I've ever actually seen it uncut. I think I've only ever seen it on television. Honestly. Oh, my God. Uh, but, you know, the parts that I liked, I mean, the parts that I saw, yes, I liked it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, like like Ryan said, it was just a little bit before my time. I mean, I, it was a movie that my dad loved, and I remember him, like, talking about it. But, uh, but it just wasn't one that... Uh, you know, I was obsessed with Star Wars, so. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what? I don't need you to. Star Wars. The Astro and the Paddle Gator, that's all I need. I'm 
remote control. The ashtray and the power game and the remote control, and that's all I need. These matches. <laughs> that's all I need. All right, then we'll move I, along. I will say this. I prefer Steve Martin playing characters like that than his. And, and he's great at playing uh, straight up, you know, straight characters, too. But uh, but I kind of miss the days when he'd play With a goofy, goofy, stupid characters. Oh, like I that. agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Moving on to number three. Um, this ranks pretty highly. Let me let's see. I want to play this clip right here. You want to take a dinghy? No, no, I took care of that at the press conference. Lieutenant, the feeling is mutual. Uh, Cuban? Uh, no, Dutch Irish. My father was from Wales. Lieutenant Frank Drebin, 1988, The Naked Gun, played by Leslie Nielsen, one of the all time great dumb guy characters in movies. Ryan, do you have to agree with me on this one? Well, I don't. <laughs> um, but. I need to start so, hanging out with my own kind. But I did tell the same person <laughs> that Naked Gun was going to be on Joe's list, along with one other movie that we'll see if you put on there. But, um, but again, another movie that, you know, as a kid, I actually liked this movie. I enjoyed this movie. Um, there's just other ones that I think trumpet that, uh, you know, make it so it's not on my list. So. I don't want any more trouble like you had last year on the South Side. Understand? That's my policy. Yes. Well, when I see five weirdos dressed in togas stabbing a guy in the middle of the park in full view of 100 people, I shoot the bastards. That's my policy. That was a Shakespeare in the Park production of Julius Caesar, you moron. You killed five actors. Good one. <sighs> Tim, Frank Drebin. That would never fly today. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this did not make my list. But, uh, but sure. I, I, I mean, I like these movies, and I like the Police Squad television show. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, when I was compiling my list, I just that's not kind of what I was thinking of when, uh, when I made it. Only because almost every, I mean, probably because of the genre of movie itself. It's just he wasn't like a dumb guy. He wasn't necessarily like a dumb guy, and everybody else was playing it straight. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just ridiculous situations going on through the whole thing and he just happened to be another character in in the movie uh, i don't know he's a pretty great dumb guy all right moving on to number four uh i want to play this little clip from one of my favorite movies star wars La 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 Luke <laughs> Luke I am your father Lorla <laughs> Alright that's not Star Wars That is Tommy Boy the late great Chris Farley playing Tommy Boy in the nineteen ninety five movie Tommy Boy one of the great dumb guys in movie history. Ryan, come on. Can't be O for four here. Ah <sighs> Joe Joe Joe. Of course, it's it's Tommy Boy. It's like one of the best movies ever. Um, it's so many quotes in this movie. It's such a great movie from start to finish. It's held up over time for me as well. Um, I think uh, it was just really well written and acted beautifully. Um, it's you know tragedy that he's he's lost us. I think he would have just turned like fifty five or something uh, recently. 
Oh, that would um, have been his age. Yeah. yeah. Um, like his birthday just passed. I saw something on that and it kind of made me a little sad. But yeah, so many uh, quotes in this movie. David Spade was amazing in this movie. Also, their chemistry, man. Yeah, their, their buddy great. chemistry. Yeah, it was great, great, great movie. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Take it off, dickhead. I'm serious. <laughs> Richard, what's happening? <laughs> this is such an oft-quoted movie, especially among my family and I. I can't tell you how many times when I've been in the car with my sister and I'm like, moron, moron, moron's here. And uh, it just makes us laugh. There's so, I mean, there's obvious quotes like that guy in a little coat. Um, you know, there's a, a ton of them. But the little subtle ones that I do um, are like, get yourself a new map. Um, when somebody can't find something, I'm like, get yourself a new map. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. but. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm stealing it from that sarcastic gas station driver. Or if somebody, thing. like, drops or spills something in your car. Oh, that'll really up the resale value. You, you ever do that? Uh, every time, <laughs> uh, you know, there's an attractive girl or, you know, I'm always like, do you know which way to the weight room? Um, you know, like, to my friends, not to the actual girl. But, uh, you know, just as a little thing. And then, of course, you know. I think she goes out with one of the Yankees. <laughs> I know. How, how many times have you knocked down a hotel door? I was like, housekeeping? All the For time. the love of God. Every time. Never oh. never not have I. <laughs> Even when I'm in the hotel alone, I think I probably still in my head say it. Tim, you going to get in on this Tommy Boy party? Sure. Uh, I love this movie, but I don't consider Tommy Boy a stupid person. Really? I don't consider him necessarily a dumb guy because he came up with the the answer and he i believe he was the only one that came up with the answer about the uh signers of the of the uh constitution <laughs> herbie <laughs> hand exactly <laughs> so he was definitely <laughs> smarter than the david spade character you can get a good he came up bull. with the correct answer um <laughs> but yeah i mean i no I, I like this movie but i but, but when i compiled my list i was thinking of dumber dumber guys he's like um, 10 okay. yeah yeah you know what? I, I mean, come on. He ended up. He really ended up the hero in saving the uh, the company at the end. I guess the girl got some credit too, but uh, he graduated. Yeah. I used to get donuts he, lodged. In. <laughs> <laughs> now the sad thing is, the follow up to this was was the uh, black sheep, and that actually has some pretty funny moments too. And I thought, you know, we were going to get a whole franchise of david spade and chris farley movies but unfortunately that came to an end that, that is one thing that i do days. wonder about sometimes is like yeah. what where would his career be at this point yeah you know? um uh, you know i even love I, I, if i would have thought about it i mean it's possible that um what was the one beverly hills ninja yeah <laughs> oh, right. i that, actually like that i mean it's so i like it too stupid, that but, didn't make my list but, but i actually do like that <laughs> movie as well Ah, miss that guy. All right, on to number five. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! <laughs> number five on my list is not just Will Ferrell's Ron Burgundy, but 
the four main leads of Anchorman 2004 movie. Uh, of course, you got Ron Burgundy. Don't act like you're not impressed. And then we got Champ Kind, who I just met a few weeks ago. What do you say we go out on a date? Have some chicken, maybe some sex. Yeah, <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> and then let's see. Oh, we got a uh, brick. Poor sweet brick. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. And you know what? I did not love. I love Lamb. Uh, <laughs> there's some clips in here that uh, I must have left off. But uh, yeah, there were a couple others I was going to put on here. But of course, and then there's a great Paul Rudd um, uh, in as well. And I'll, so do this, I'll do his. Go ahead. It's made from real panther, so you know it's good. <laughs> sex panther by Odeon. Sixty percent of the time, it works all yeah. the time. <laughs> I actually have a sex panther T-shirt. Should have wore it tonight. <laughs> So those four guys in Anchorman, I think, are some of my favorite dumb guys. Some great lines. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, let alone comedies. Uh, I love everything about Anchorman. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts? Just watched it the other night with uh, with Ethan. He thought it was pretty funny, although he was very upset when Jack Black kicked the dog off the bridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> he like wanted to turn the movie off. I'm like. Chill out, dude. Did you show him the um, outtake where Jack yeah. <laughs> Black picks up the stuffed dog and yeah. kicks it straight Jack up Blake. in the air? Um, it's a great movie. Uh, it is definitely a dumb, dumb movie, but I laugh so hard. Uh, and even the like the parts that make no sense, like when they have the the Fight Club <laughs> with all the other news anchors. Oh my and, god! Uh, with uh, Ben Stiller, yeah, Ben Spanish Stiller and Tim, uh, Tim Robbins and <laughs> all those guys, and uh, and then. So this movie, for me, the quotes have changed over the years. It's crazy because, like, when it first came out, it was like, I love scotch, 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 uh, and things like that. And then uh, now it's uh, I keep, I, a lot of people, there's a lot of memes out there. You know, that escalated quickly, right? Like, yeah. So that's a, a big thing now. So um, absolutely a great movie. And I think San Diego stands for whale's vagina. <laughs> Let's agree to disagree. I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. <laughs> and then I found this clip. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. There he is. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Stings the nostrils. <laughs> Gotta admit, that smells like pure gasoline. Tim, Man, join in here. I don't remember if I saw this at the theater. Um, I think I might have just saw it on video. And I was not a fan. Hey, where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? Did you ever watch it more than once? No, I have not. I think you have to. At least I, I don't think. think. Okay. This is one of those movies where I don't think I loved it the first time I saw it either. Okay. But the more I watched it, the more I was like, okay. As, as a matter right. of fact, I'm almost positive that I didn't see it until it was on video because everybody was talking about how great it was. So my expectations were high. So that might be a reason that, why to get you every time. But yeah. yeah, I know. I, I had, Unfortunately, I had, yeah. I did have to watch it a few times before I jumped on board, but. Now, the sequel came out like a decade later and did not live up to expectations. Money grab. There were some funny moments, but I was like uncomfortably sweating 
watching Anchorman. Now too. I want to say, were I you at home alone? Part no, I was in the at theater. <laughs> it was. I think I did see part two at the theater. Did you? That sounds familiar, but I could be getting. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they should have just stayed with the first one. All right, so that's my top five. I have another uh, five and then some honorable mentions, but we're going to go around the table. So, Ryan. Boy, I tell you what, I have probably 20 movies on here, there, and I and I stop myself. There could be, you know, 40, 50, 60 movies on here. There's so many options. Um, I'm going to go with my number one is one that I used to watch growing up um, that I could quote from start to finish. I probably wore the VCR tape out. I watched it almost every single day. Uh, and that was Wayne's World. Now, see, I don't know if I would consider those guys dumb guys. Explain yourself. I just that uh, they're just kind of dumb and goofy, and and uh, I mean Garth and like socially awkward, and yeah, um, you know, just kind of maybe teenagers doing their doing their thing. Uh, maybe not a literal dumb guy, but it's kind of like a dumb movie. And that's what these are for me. They're dumb movies, like. Uh, brainless, uh, just entertainment that is kind of goofy and, and fun. If I was to hand out an award for best movie based on a Saturday Night Live skit, that would probably go to Wayne's World. Would you agree? Only because there's the argument that the Blues Brothers were a musical act. Oh, right. Yeah, we went over that. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they performed on SNL as a musical act, not necessarily a sketch. Right. But uh, so it's Blues Brothers yeah. for me. But it, uh, you know, with that argument, yeah, Wayne's World for sure. Yeah, and then there was that surreal reference in Bohemian Rhapsody where uh, Michael Myers played a character re- that yeah. referred to the scene in Wayne's World, which is pretty. I think he reintroduced yeah. that song to the world. Oh, sure, it, uh, it's like next climbed generation. down the charts again. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like I still see little kids like that have never seen Wayne's World. When it gets to that part, they start headbanging. So, yeah, um, definitely a, a you know a pop culture influence. Now, Tim, sure. you you brought up a point one time where you said one problem you had with this movie is that young people, even though they weren't all that young at the time, but uh, young people wouldn't be drawn to classic rock. Was that was that I my my issue with the movie uh, because I really loved the I honestly really loved the SNL skits. I don't I don't think the movies lived up to the skits personally, but. Um, one of my main issues with that was because they were supposed to be these like hip guys and they were listening to, you know, the, they, they were like obsessed with like Aerosmith who was like an old band at the time. Yeah. Um, I just felt that it would have made a little bit more sense if they would have been into like, I don't know, Guar or Slayer or something yeah. at something that point. New, but yeah, or even like current. Metallica or something like that. You know? But you know, like Beavis and Butthead did a couple years later. <laughs> but. but you know, and I that's a valid point. But I do know that there are those groups that latch on. Like when I was growing up, I, there was a, a group of people that were all about the Beatles, like they had just been released. Right. Yeah. So, no, I mean that that was just like a minor complaint. Yeah. That's just something that I remember about the movie. But but I just didn't. I just didn't think that they. There was some great parts in it, and and I laughed uh, during the first one. Um, yeah, but but I but I just didn't think that it lived up to the skits. Now the comment about the music, I want to share a story with you. Back when I was in my probably late twenties, maybe early thirties, when vinyl was kind of going out of fashion, it wasn't retro retroactively cool yet. 
Um, I packed up all my vinyl records and went to some used record shop with this case full of records, and the owner was kind of flipping through it. And this young guy, like 14, 15 years old, came running over to see what I had. And he goes, you got any Zeppelin in there, man? And I was like, Zeppelin? Like, it shocked the heck out of me. I was like, no, I don't have any Zeppelin. But, yeah, there's a young kid into Zeppelin. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that that never happens, but it just I just think it would have drove the point home a little bit more if they would have been into a more contemporary band yeah. at the time yeah. and not, like, totally obsessed with, with, well, with that band. They, they turned Bohemian Rhapsody into a, they did. a second go-round hit. They did. and I, I, But I will say this. I, I, I think that they do fit the dumb guy thing. Not that they were necessarily dumb, but they were kind of presented just kind of like like immature, like Slackers, slacker guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that definitely fits this discussion. So. Okay. Looking at this. Oh, I like what you've done here with the contract. Not that my lawyer look at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Goofiness. Um, so that was my, I'm going to go with that for number one. Uh, number two um, is another movie that I could watch over and over again. I just watched it recently. Still made me laugh out loud. I dressed up like it for Halloween. It's Billy Madison. <laughs> Shut up! I had that in my holster. See that? <laughs> How'd you know I was going Billy style? I was waiting for that to go number one. I had oh. my mouse right on it. I'm like, oh, uh, he didn't go Billy Madison. But No, no, no. I, I think he is uh, one of the ultimate dumb guys. It's a dumb movie, but so funny. Um, and again, a ton of quotes you could do from this movie. Um, great sub-characters like... Uh, Steve Buscemi, uh, you know, hilarious. Chris and, Farley. <laughs> yeah, Chris and Farley. And bus driver. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Norm, Mac- Norm McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, as, uh, you know, as I was uh, putting the list together, I'm like, you know, Adam Sandler, you know, made his career out of playing dumb guys. But if you were to rank his dumb guys, Billy Madison's number one. I mean, this is like his number one dumb guy. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at me, Swan. Well, the water, the water boy might be up there, but but I have, yeah, but I also well, have, little Nikki. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Billy Madison, I think, is the the number one dumb guy, good movie, like watchable, right, right, right. watchable yeah. movie. Like I, little Nikki's not watchable. I agree. I actually have Billy Madison as my number three, and I think that definitely set the tone for at least his first few movies. Sure. Um, you know, kind of playing like goofball, stupid characters, and you know he had that formula in the in the beginning, and I think that that really worked for him. Uh, but yeah, I out of, out of the Adam Sandler movies, I still like this one the best easily. Who did you uh, Who did you see live recently uh, perform at the uh, at the Fox? Uh, I believe that was uh, Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider. Oh yeah, that's right. He opened for him. All right. What else you got, Ryan? Um. Well. Finally got one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So the next one on my list, I uh, it's one of those ones again. You have to watch it more than once, I think. But um, I definitely jumped on board with Step Brothers. Oh yeah, I think it's hysterical. And again, um, in my daily life, I use these quotes all the time. Um, shut, 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 shut your mouth. <laughs> you, you sound stupid. That was in my top ten, but then as as I was compiling my list, it kept dropping and dropping and dropping, and I ended up picking ten movies above it. But uh, that's a no, good one. My nephew uh, calls it one of his all time favorite movies ever. It's the Catalina Wine Mixer. 
<laughs> Boats and hoes. <laughs> Tim, your thoughts on Step Brothers? Uh, you know, I, I liked it, but that's another one that I didn't watch at the theater. I, I rented it, and uh, I probably watched it one time, and I don't remember a whole lot about it. But I, I did like it, but it's not... Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I got an issue with Will Ferrell. Really? I, I don't think I do, but oh, I just man. think he plays kind of the same thing over and over, and he's just involved in the same type of movie. Over See, and I over. disagree because when you compare, say, uh, Anchorman to uh, one of my upcoming uh, mentions, Ricky Bobby and stuff, to me, those are completely different characters. I think he characters, but it's the same type of movie. It's the same type of just stupid, over the top. Uh, ridiculous situational humor. I like. Me too. Um, yeah, uh, I want to share a little story. One time uh, when I was in, L- in L.A. in 2005, uh, I was looking for something to do. It was a rare, rainy California day. And I was... Uh, was it Sunday? Uh, no, it wasn't a rainy <laughs> Sunday. I think it was a Tuesday. And uh, I'm like, what's there to do on a rainy day in California? And so there's this uh, website that you can go to called uh, On Location Vacations, where you can find where they're filming movies and stuff. And I'm like, well, let's see what's in production in L.A. today. And I saw that uh, Drunk History was in production. I'm like, oh, I love that show. So they list the address and everything, so I drive down. And uh, it's this big old uh, mansion um, that had been purchased by the Red Cross as, like, their headquarters. And I see, like, security out front. I see all the production trucks and everything in the parking lot. And... uh, and so I asked the security guy who had this poncho on him, like standing in the rain. I said, uh, it's drunk history, right? And he kind of looks around. And he says, yeah. And I said, who's, uh, who's on set today? Having no idea. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, Will Farrell. And I laugh now. I'm like, that was a great security guard. Hey, yeah, Will Farrell's right in there. <laughs> yeah, that right. goes back to Wayne's World <laughs> with yeah. Chris Farley. He's like awfully important <laughs> for a security guard, don't you think? <laughs> there you go. Throwback. So I stood in the rain for an hour in a pouring rain, and I, I wandered over back into like craft services hoping to catch a glimpse of something. And the security guard's like, yeah, you're not supposed to be back here. And I'm like, I know. So I walked back outside the gate and stood there just outside the gate for an hour. And then they saw they were starting to pack up props and stuff, and the vehicle started leaving. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going to see anything. And then this white van pulls up, stops right in front of me. I'm standing at the passenger side. And I see the, this curly-haired head of hair in front of me, and he turns, and it's Will Ferrell. He's six inches away from me. And uh, so I didn't know what to do because my phone was in my pocket because it was raining. And so I just waved at him, and he waved back, and then the van drove off. And I'm like, well, I got to, what are you doing over there? <laughs> That's so, his um, new name drop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I got to see Will Ferrell, and then I found out months later that the episode they had filmed was he was playing, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Roald, Roald Dahl, Roald Dahl, the guy who uh, did James and the Giant Peach and yeah. all these books and stuff. So he was he was playing that character about how he was a spy uh, working for the the government at the time. But it was cool to be able to be that close to Will Ferrell and get him to wave back. So, so I th- threw that little note out. Good job, Ryan. What Number four. I'm gonna go with uh, a really obvious one: Dumb and Dumber. Ah, yeah. That that one I thought was gonna be higher on your list too. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, if we do this tomorrow, I'm. I might change the order. I might throw one of these that are not going to be in my top five in my top five. It's it's really hard for me to distinguish the the 
ranking system here, but I think Dumb and Dumber just uh, really, um, <laughs> we actually went, my school went on a field trip and saw this in the theater. What? My what? school went How on a field trip. That? I don't know, <laughs> but we went on a field trip and saw Dumb and Dumber. Nice set of hooters you got there. I beg your pardon? The owls. <laughs> <laughs> That gonna, shocks the heck out of me. I'm going to go sit by the bar, put out a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Sam's Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? Tim, your thoughts on Dumb and Dumber? Uh, I actually have this as my number eight. Um, it's Yeah, this is a... Yeah, it's just a great movie. I mean, just just so many classic moments, so many classic lines, so many classic scenes. It's just... Uh, it's just great. Yeah, where do you uh, stop? Where do you start? Where do you stop? Right. Like now, this is probably. Did you guys ever see the sequel? I never got around. I did. To see nah, it. I the actual did. sequel. Yeah. Was it any I good? I heard they just kind of rehashed everything from the first movie. No, but okay. it, it it definitely wasn't great. Uh, now the sequel okay. was the it one. Definitely made me. You're talking about Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah. Not the one. Oh, I'm talking about the one with these guys. Yeah, the 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. like Jim yeah. Carrey was in the Not insane the asylum. Yeah, for and it was all a gag, like for 20 years. Oh yeah. my god, that's how yeah. they bridged the gap. Oh why? Yeah, yeah. But uh, so that was uh, dumb. But uh, here's uh, a okay. yeah. I but just, it, there I was never got there was laugh scene, out loud but... moments in that. Okay. Funny. Right. Here's um, my uh, a here's, little more raunchy. Here's my favorite line from the first one. You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> That's probably the most quoted line from that movie. Tell so you say I got a chance. Eh? I just, I mean, the, just yesterday I was texting and uh, a, a gift came up, and uh, or uh, yeah, a gift came up uh, from the um, movie, the IOU. I was like, oh, this one's for two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Might want to keep that. Uh, yeah, so. Just yeah, it's all over the place. It's quoted everywhere. It's a great iconic movie, and uh, I mean, just the bathroom scene is like oh just one of the one of the greatest scenes ever. I forget which talk show it was, but Jeff Daniels was on some talk show, and I think he was like nominated for an Academy Award or something. And whoever was the host was says, "We got a clip from your movie," and they turn to the monitor and they play the clip of him <laughs> on the toilet. And they're like, oh, geez, sorry about that. Wrong clip. <laughs> and, it, and at the time, like, he was a pretty respected actor at the time. Right. That for was, him that to was do the whole thing about a it. diarrhea yeah. joke was right. like, okay. I remember people being surprised at how well he played, <laughs> you know, that, that dumb guy character because, yeah. uh, because of all the stuff that he'd done previously. But Yeah. Yeah, this you is also, definitely in my top ten. You also got to throw out there the, um, the big gulp improvised scene. Oh, that was improv. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, refresh my memory. That, that, Jim Carrey that. walks out of the like Seven Eleven, and there's two guys like sitting there drinking Slurpees, and he's like, "Big gulps, eh? Well, see you later." And I I say that all the time. Well, see you later. I that's how I leave most of the time. So like you know, in that awkward situation. Well, yeah. see you later. I use that one a lot too, especially yeah. like when you when you just walk up to somebody and you're like, "Hey, whatever." You know, especially like I do this at work because I'm like, you know, I'll walk up to somebody and be like, hey, and whatever. They don't acknowledge you. So you're like, okay, well, see you later. Yeah. Or whatever. Or like big gulps, big gulps, huh? Or just walk up to people. What do you say when you meet a hot woman from Austria? Throw another shrimp on the Barbie. (laughs) Just full of great lines. I just light my farts on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
That when he sold the bird to the, the you sold the Petey blind. to the blind kid and pretty bird, nice bird. <laughs> so many things. Definitely. And they had uh, Karen Duff in it. Duffy, she was. I had a big crush on her. She used to be an M, uh, MTV DJ, and uh, she was the sidekick to oh, yeah. uh, the guy. So yeah, just tons and tons of. And the 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 vehicle mud cuts. Oh yeah. That's porn spawned a whole big thing too. So. Yeah, my friends uh, who collect uh, actual size TV and movie cars, they built a replica of the Mutt Cut van, and you'll yeah. see it at Dream Cruise and uh, a bunch of other downriver cruises and stuff. So, yeah, look for the Mutt Mutt Cuts van traveling uh, the streets of Metro Detroit. There you go. All right, so to round out my top five, and again, this is a super tough decision. I'm gonna go with one just to. Uh, you know, bring it into uh, you know just to be able to talk about it because it's not going to be on anybody's list, and that is another Adam Sandler movie, and that's that's my boy. Now, I'm guessing that you guys haven't seen. You know, it. I have not. I it got atrocious reviews, yes. and here's and I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. Here's here's my relationship with Adam Sandler. A new movie comes out, critics trash it. I avoid it in the theater. And then I see it on video and go, what the hell were the critics thinking? This is hilarious. And that happened with quite a few movies. And then all of a sudden, the critics were right. And so when this came out, critics just destroyed it. And I just never bothered getting around to it. So you're saying it's worth worth a look? I think it's worth a look if you go into it in the right mindset. It's not a great movie. Um, but I think it's freaking hilarious. And for me, and and maybe this is where other people lose it, is the the small little things that make a movie funny to me. Get Shorty is another movie like this that has really funny parts in it, but not everybody picks up on it. Like in Get Shorty when he's like, oh, you didn't skim the pool, when he's supposed to be going to check out a burglar. All right. Like (laughs) that to me is funny. So this movie has a lot of really awful parts in it, um, but – it, it, it's laugh out loud funny for me. Uh, you know, the premise of the movie is that he slept with his teacher when he was in uh, like middle school or something. And she <laughs> got pregnant and she got sent to jail and he had to raise the kid. So he names this kid Han Solo. And um, well, that doesn't sound like a dumb guy to me at all. <laughs> right? uh, and like, you know, like, so it, it, and it's years later and his son is now like his son, you know, stop talking to him and like want nothing to do with him. And so he's growing up now and he's getting married and he's got his life together and he's going to make a ton of money, uh, you know, um, and then he's getting married. So Adam Sandler gets back into his life or whatever. So, you know, they argue over like back when I was a kid, like, uh, you know, Andy Samberg gets out of the shower and he has a tattoo on his back and uh, it's of uh, new kids on the block. And like, (laughs) He's laughing and he's like, "Ah, oh, the heads are all warped." He's like, "Yeah, because I grew up, uh, you know." And it's, like, that, it's stupid, but it's so funny. And then Adam Sandler's like, "Well, look at me! I got a tattoo of tattoo. I thought that'd be funny." Uh, so he got, you know, the plane, the plane. So it's a tattoo of tattoo. So stupid stuff like that. And the outfit he's wearing, um, you know, he Andy Samberg makes fun of the outfit, like, "Oh, what? So I can dress like you and look like Han Solo or whatever?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, good one." Now I've said all this. I'm leaving out the best part of the movie. <laughs> the best part of this movie is Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice is in this movie to... and knocked it out of the park because it's just 
it's so like he talks about oh when you know when this move when that song is when Ice Ice Baby gets played I owe Suge Knight money and <laughs> is he Vanilla Ice in the movie? He plays yeah, himself. Yeah, oh, he okay. plays himself. <laughs> and right. so Donnie Berger, this character, like partied with them back because they were both like popular <laughs> at the same time and like. Oh, okay. uh, but now, like Villain Ice is working at the concessions at a um, roller rink, and like Donnie <laughs> oh, Berger okay. goes to get him, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm going out." And who is it that? And he's like, "You ain't leaving." And it's Todd Bridges, and like working <laughs> oh, <geez>. with him. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. "Like it's just stupid. It's stupid, but it's so funny." I do remember when I first heard about the movie, I thought pairing up uh, Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg was Perfect. a stroke of genius. Perfect. And but I thought, well, maybe they'll. They'll do something different, but did you see this? No, I have not seen this one. I I, I stopped watching the Adam Sandler movies at a certain point, so uh, it's stupid. <laughs> but I laughed the entire time. Hmm. All right, I'll have to check it out. Uh, you're right. so yeah, you, you're so passionate about this. I might have to check it out myself. It, it, it's I mean, other people have watched it and been like that. It's just awful. But I think if you go in with the right expectation and, and look for those subtle little okay th- and. My favorite part of the movie might be when uh, Adam Sandler runs up to Ice uh, Vanilla Ice's house and was like, "Dude, Vanilla Ice, I gotta go. Do you still got that 5.0? And like Vanilla <laughs> Ice just does like a crossover, like he does a pose, and, and, and then uh, Adam Sandler's like, "I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> what does that mean?" Uh, so I, just that subtle kind of goof. <laughs> All right, is that your top five? That's my top five. All right, Tim, bring it. Uh well my number one is uh going back a ways back for the uh this podcast uh my number one comedy movie is also my number one dumb guys and it is the the brothers Mackenzie <laughs> exactly from Strange Brew who originally got their start on SCTV um as the Mackenzie brothers um Bob and Doug. Played by Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Moranis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I blanked out there. Now, I don't know if we but, talked about this on the podcast before, but I think it was you who told me why these characters are created. Talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Canada, at one point, came up with this law that a certain percentage of your television show had to have Canadian, quote, Canadian content. So these guys are like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> What's Canadian so, content? So, you know, they're doing SCTV, so like, well, how are they going to do this? So they made these dumb, stereotypical Canadian <laughs> hicks, uh, and, and and then it just took off from there. And, um, you know, there was the album that they had. There was uh, um, the movie, obviously, Strange Brew. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really disappointed that they never continued with this. I mean, I don't know how well it did. I think it did okay. But yeah. I remember for a short time there, like everybody that was my age, it came out in '83, so I would have been 11. Um, but like all the kids around my age were just quoting them, and you know, I mean, it was yeah. just you know, it was so I was, you know, that was too young for me. But by the time yeah. I came of age, it was still relevant. Was it? So it oh, still, yeah. oh, okay, it still went through. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I know that like in Canada for a while, I mean, you know, they'd still have like these big. Strange brew fests and and all this stuff. They might still to this day. I don't know, but well, they did kind of bring those characters back in that uh, that Disney movie, uh, the Brother Bear. Oh yeah, they they played the uh, the moose, uh, and and they were kind of the same. They were they were doing those voices, right? right. So they were they were kind of doing the same thing. But anyway, 
they, you know, they're just uh, a, a couple stupid hicks, and um, you know, I just I love their performances. I love this movie. I I love those characters. I I mean, you know, I'm revealing my age here, but I watched SCTV. Loved SCTV when. I feel sorry for people who aren't familiar with SCTV because um, it rivals Saturday Night Live with producing some of the greatest comedians of, of our generation. And mm-hmm. um, Doug and Bob are right up there as far as one of the greatest creations to come out of SCTV. So mm-hmm. I loved them on TV. I was excited when they got their own movie. Um, and you're right. I don't know why that didn't spawn some franchise or something after that. Maybe they just wanted to move on to other things. Yeah, probably. You know, Rick I mean, Moranis they, was they, doing they, the they Honey, did. I Shrunk the Kids things and Ghostbusters and all right. that stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, they did both kind of move on to separate things after that. So There wasn't a whole been... bunch of big franchising. That, like, it wasn't like it is today. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, true. You make a sequel for everything. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that's a great, great number one. What do you got for number two? Uh, my number two is a movie that actually came out in 2006, and uh, it is Borat, 91% Ooh, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it on your list? Or it is no? not on my list. I, and Brian, I'm, not, I'm siding with you on this one. Not on my list for one oh, reason. Come on, I was cracking. One uh, reason what? and one reason only. A five-minute montage of a fat, naked man. Yeah, that was everybody in the theater. When I saw that in the theater, everybody was rocking in their chairs, laughing so hard. I had tears rolling down my 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 cheeks. I mean, which cheeks, Tim? (laughs) (laughs) I first of all, I I kind of protest that he's on your dumb guys list because this was a deliberate attempt to make other people around him look stupid. But um, you know, the the character was just something created by him. But I, I don't think I laughed once in this movie. Not, oh, my goodness. Not once. I never How understood it. I well, never... I know that you don't like that type of humor. Right, that what, shock, when, uncomfortable when, humor. But... Right, when when somebody else is playing a character, like like Andy Kaufman that we talked right. about. And uh, I know you don't, you're not a fan of that, but I, I am, and I thought it was hilarious. Man. man. I, and this is another one that, like, for that, for, like, a short period, maybe a year, people were, like, imitating it. The Borat, uh, the voice, yeah. and you know, my wife. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, you still hear somebody every once in a while say her vision hang like sleeve of wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you, Ryan? You want to throw anything out? Don't you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, my number four, and Is that this Kazakhstan. This, this that? one could be yeah from Kazakhstan. Uh, my number four could probably be debated on if this guy is actually dumb or. A, a, a misunderstood genius, and that would be Napoleon Dynamite from 2004. That, uh, I had to, uh, I had completed my top 10, and then uh, when I sat down here at my microphone and I saw this, lucky, I had to run back and adjust my list to include Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, both him and uh, Pedro are classic movie dumb guys, I and think. And Kip. And Kim, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a bunch and, of and, and Rico. <laughs> Rico and um, Deidre, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, the, the, you think the, I get <laughs> crap because I go home to Darla every night? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, and, and, and this was a movie, then. too, that I, 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 I rented. And I think this, I might have, was Netflix around back then? 
Were, were you, when it came out? No. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. So I must have rented it from like Netflix might have been. If, I, I'm saying they the, sent you the DVD. Yes, that was so. The, I, so I got this DVD. I'm pretty sure okay. from Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watched it. I could not get through it at first. It was. Like I, I was. Me, just, I got you know, it. I had to watch way. it in increments, and then finally, and my ex-wife would come in and just like, "This is so stupid. Why are you watching this?" And I'm like. Well, everybody's saying like how great it is, whatever. It was nominated for stuff, I think. Uh, and then, so then, finally, I like watched it, and and got through and like got it and was like laughing about it. And then every time it would come on cable after that, we would watch it, me and my ex. And then finally, she was like, then so she came around too. And then finally, she was like why don't we just buy this? We watch it like every <laughs> single time. So then we like bought it and watched it over and over and over again. I've seen this movie. I don't know how many times. And yeah, I mean, it still holds up. I mean, for being oh, a does. movie 15 years old, it, I think it still holds up. Well, no skills. But. I fell victim to the same phenomenon that you talked about earlier. I didn't see it until after everyone was raving about it and it was making a ton of money at the box office. And I'm like, all right, this movie better be great. And I sat down and watched it. I'm like, I don't get this. And then some time went by, and then I revisited it, and I'm like, okay, it's kind of funny. And then upon repeated views, it gets funnier and funnier, and I watched it probably within the last couple of months. And I'm like, damn, this is hilarious. So it's one of those movies that grows on you after repeated viewing. It's on my list as well. Um, I definitely love this movie. Again, a ton of different quotes that we could throw out. I was actually working at the movie theater when it came out, and I um, worked it when there was a sneak pre a sneak peek of it, and they were actually handing out watches um, and vote for summer shirts, which I thought was a big mistake. I thought it should have been the vote for Pedro. They caught up later on after the popularity hit. Mm. Uh, but I did get the watches, and I tell you what, this thing got so popular – I got like five watches and I sold them on eBay for like 50 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, this wow. little cheap toy watch yeah. that um, just had like three phrases. Uh, you know, sweet was one of them. Uh, <laughs> really? you know, it, wow. It was <clears throat> awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's a hilarious movie. It, it does. It is kind of dry and kind of, you know, there's not a lot, a lot of ups and downs. It's pretty flat across the board, but you know, it's so funny. I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. <laughs> But my lips hurt real bad. <laughs> Chapstick thing is really funny to me. The whole uh, tater, yeah, just, tater tots so many, and all like, that Give me your tots. Yeah. I still yeah. say that. <laughs> Peace out. Uh, uh, and, and real quick, mm-hmm. it's still very influential because look at uh, Fortnite. It's one of the Fortnite dances. Oh, right. Ethan had oh, never is. seen, he's 12 years old, had never seen Napoleon Dynamite. He's seen it since. He was doing the dance. He knew the Napoleon Dynamite dance from uh-huh. start to finish. And when I showed him the movie and he saw that dance come on, he got so excited. <laughs> that was the really? coolest thing that's ever. The Fortnite dance. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> so it's still uh, influencing pop culture. Uh, All right, that's a good one. Uh, I skipped, well, okay, number three was Billy Madison. So um, my number five is actually a movie that came out in 2006 by Mike Judge, and that is Idiocracy. That is just chock full O, dumb oh, guys. Oh, my God. Um, but the main guy being Frito, played by Dax Shepard, uh, you know, he was like the dumbest of the dumb. And, uh, I mean, the whole thing was that uh, Owen Wilson's character, Owen Wilson? No, Luke. Luke Luke Wilson's character was was you know in this time was supposed to be, 
not so smart. Right. But then after he gets frozen and then gets thawed out and everybody is so dumbed down that he is like the genius at, at, at that point. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, th- this one too, the, the first time I watched it, I wasn't too keen on it. But then after watching it on repeated viewings, I, I, I kind of got what they were saying and I, I really, uh, really liked it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, just like, like I said, I mean, not one dumb guy necessarily, but like uh, a whole group of oh, dumb, this, pe- dumb people. This definitely fits the bill in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I've never seen the movie from beginning to end. But when, back when we did our political uh, movies podcast, I, uh, I like watched the trailer and I watched clips from it. And I have to admit that that scene where they sort of set it all up by talking about how smart people are limiting their, their offspring to like one, maybe two kids, where the worst of the redneck people are cranking out 10 and 12 people right when you do the math <laughs> and you extrapolate that over time they're going to rule the world the dumb people right and so i thought that that premise was brilliant but i have yeah. yet to sit down and watch the movie so in that is the only part of the movie that i like exactly is that part and it's because it's true and i think there's a lot of that going on right now mm-hmm. and i think there's a lot of oh, i think people... a lot of it's true i mean the the the, the tv sure. show that he watches where the guy where all it is is the guy getting hit in the balls <laughs> over and right. over i mean there's like tv shows like that that have been on over the Which, last by the way years i was like... surprised that jackass didn't make your list <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but those guys are not dumb, in my opinion. Those guys are all freaking geniuses. I beg to differ. <laughs> sure. You guys would. All right, um, so that's your uh, top five? <laughs> yes. All right, I'm going to do my next five. We touched on a couple of them. Uh, here's my number uh, six dumb guy. Surfing's not a sport. It's a way of life. No hobby. It's a way of looking at that wave and saying... Hey, bud, <laughs> let's party. <laughs> Jeff Spicoli and Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out in 1982, played classically by Sean Penn. And it's just, to me, it's fascinating that um, he started out as just being a really minor character in the movie, and they just loved what he was doing, and they expanded his role, and then they shot extra scenes like the dream sequence uh, and stuff like that just to, to pad the movie with his presence. Um, I think he might have been like one of the first like stoner guys in in these types of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's one of the all time great movie dumb guys. I love how he didn't even get the role at first. He, you know the story, right? No, go, go ahead and share it. Um, how he auditioned and failed, and uh, they didn't like him, and he didn't know how to play it. So they told him to go sit in a room, and he went and sat in a room for I think it was like four hours or something. And then they said, all right, come back in. And we came back in. The first thing he did was walk in and take off his shirt. And, like, uh, like Spicoli was born at that point. And, like, <laughs> delivered it like Spicoli. And, like, they're like, that's what we were looking for. <laughs> all I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Ah, really? Character. Isn't it our time, Mr. Hayne? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, your thoughts on uh, yeah, Spicoli? Yeah, I didn't put him on my list, but yeah, he is definitely one of the greatest dumb guys in cinematic history. Thank you. I'm glad you approved. Now, if there was a uh, dumb guys Hall of Fame, and we may have to consider that, uh, Will Ferrell has to be in the dumb guys Hall of Fame for all the different roles that he played. And here's one of my uh, favorite Will Ferrell dumb guys. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. Or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, 
KFC and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger. Dear tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist palm. He was a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I win the races and I get the money. Ricky, finish the damn grace. Love Talladega Nights. I've watched this movie over and over and over. I think it's one of Will Ferrell's uh, best dumb guy roles. Brian, you agree? I absolutely agree. It's on my list as well. A ton of different quotes from a ton of different people. If you're not first, you're last. Um, it just, I mean, you even cut off some of the best parts of the, you know, I crack up every time. Here, six pound, eight ounce. <laughs> and then I, I just I went back and forth with somebody on Facebook. Like we played off of each other, uh, the whole like uh, um, I'm contractually obligated to say thank you to Power Aid <laughs> and your new mystical blueberry mist. One of the things I love about this movie is watching the surrounding characters trying to keep a straight face because a lot of the dialogue was impro- improvised, and you can see them trying so hard to keep it together. And like when. When Will Ferrell sticks that knife in his thigh and you see, like, Michael Clark Duncan, like, you see, like, he's almost ready to lose it, man. I think he did in the the outtakes. I think he he did lose it and stuff. Uh, Um, When he's running around like, help me, Jesus. Help me, Tom Cruise. Like, that was, that was like, I quoted that when that movie came out like crazy. Like, so many good parts in this. And uh, John C. Riley like, was a great supporting actor in this uh like totally fed off of him and like i love how he doesn't see anything wrong with sleeping with his wife I'm yeah like, still like, and he's like calling friends, him up yeah. from his house yeah hey i'm hearing some noises and stuff yeah, yeah. you know an idea i have for a future dumb guys podcast is a great comedy duos and uh i i think will ferrell and and john c Riley. Are, are up there. I think together, when they're on screen together, we talked about Step Brothers, man. Those guys yeah, make magic. Yeah, but then magic. they just did Holmes and Watson. And yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it. yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> those two guys are normally funny together. Tim, you're a Talladega Nights fan? Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is another one that I've probably only seen like one time, but I did enjoy it when I saw it. And uh, yeah, I he didn't make my list, but uh, definitely could be one of the greatest dumb characters of all time. All right, so that wraps up our Dumb Guys tribute to Dumb Guys. I'm so glad we finally got around to doing it. And thank you, guys. Thanks for bringing it. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on Movies for Dumb Guys. 